Here we are. Let's go through another OEC Fiber Football Friday. Welcome in, everybody. Good to have you with us. I'm here at the one and only Riverwind Casino, one of my favorite spots right here in the metro area. There is a reason Riverwind is named the metro area's best casino experience year after year after year because, well, they are simply the best. Over 2,800 electronic gaming machines, all the table games you're looking for, great bars, great dining, incredible promotions, a great venue to see a concert, whether it's outside during the Beats and Bites Festival or eventually again back inside at the Showplace Theater. Where There, by the way, is a gaming room going on right now. They're a non-smoking gaming facility while they undergo renovations. We also have a great staff out here, very professional, always clean, always well run, and always thinking forward to the future. That's why they're going through the renovation process right now. And uh, they pulled back the curtain on the first area they finished renovating last Friday. It looks incredible. They've still got some stuff going on, but Riverwind always looking to get better, which is exactly what the Sooners are going to be trying to do tomorrow, Parker Thune, because they've got to be better than they were last week. They've got a challenge on their hands with TCU. Oklahoma is the better football team, but you got to play like that, right? And last week they did not play like that. Uh, how much concern do you have for Oklahoma having some issues uh, with TCU tomorrow and getting this done? Well, I think a lot depends on how they come out of the gate, Steely, because this team has experienced some doldrums in various facets of the game over the first month of the season. But one of the things that's been consistent over the last three games in particular has been an inability to stake themselves to an early lead. I'm talking first two or three drives. It wasn't as big of an issue against Nebraska, but Kent State, they went 29 minutes of play without putting a point on the board. And obviously last week against Kansas State, you spot a team a 14-point lead right off the bat, you're instantly playing from a hole, and the Sooners never led in that football game. So to me, especially on the road, I think a lot in this game is going to be dictated by how the Sooners' first couple of drives go, both offensively and defensively, because that's been one of the points of weakness for this football team, one of the consistent points of weakness. And I don't know that there have been many consistent points of weakness over the first four weeks of the season. There have been things that have been bad uh, in isolation week to week. But one thing you can say about this team uh, as an overarching general principle is that with the exception of that first game against UTEP when they scored three times within the first 15 plays of the game, they've struggled a little bit coming out of the gate. So to me, for Oklahoma tomorrow, a lot comes down to can you get the ball into Marvin Mims' hands early? Can you establish the run with Eric Gray early? Can you string together a couple of first-quarter scoring drives such that you're not giving a team like TCU an opportunity to put you in an early hole on their home field. Yeah, especially I feel like the offense is a a little bit like my golf game. Now, the Sooner offense has a lot more ability than my golf game. I can tell you that. But usually for me, it takes me to like hole number four to hit a good, clean, clean, crisp shot unless it's like a chip. Uh, and Oklahoma, they've got to be better in that department. I mean, uh, Kansas State was lacking for some confidence coming into Norman last week, even though they've had great success against the Sooners of late. But, again, when you get out to a 14 to nothing lead and it happens that easily, 
Kansas State had a ton of confidence early in that game and put the Sooners back on their heels from the start. And uh, Oklahoma was close to recovering and getting the momentum. After all, they tied it up at 14 apiece. And then they give up a long kickoff return. And there goes the momentum back on Kansas State's side in that matchup. All right, let's hear from Brent Venables talking about the opponent tomorrow, TCU coming in 3-0, and victory at Colorado, a victory uh, over Tarleton State, and a win last week down in the Metroplex beating SMU, Sonny Dykes' old team. Here is Brent Venables talking about the Frogs. Looking forward to uh, going on the road to uh, TCU. Got a chance to play a really good TCU team uh, who's uh, had a great start to their season. Is uh, one of the top offenses in the country. Got the quarterback is leads the nation in pass, passing efficiencies at 77% completion percentage, eight touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Max Dugan's really playing well. Um, got a great um, offense up to this point in time in the season. They've done incredibly well. Got excellent players. Um, again, on both sides of the ball, terrific skill. As good as skills, we'll see. Certainly better. Uh, than what we've seen up to this point in time at receiver. And uh, so got a, a great challenge for us. Our guys are anxious and eager to uh, improve and get better, show that uh, last week wasn't really reflective and indicative of the of type of uh, performance that we're capable of. No doubt. And, uh, again, Oklahoma now coming in 3-1. and one. They're a six-point favorite in this matchup with the Horn Frogs tomorrow, 11 a.m. on ABC. Our pregame festivities begin at 7 a.m. tomorrow. 7 a.m. tomorrow. So be ready. You know, wake up with us. Have some coffee. Have some breakfast. Let's get ready for some Oklahoma football tomorrow. Let's hear from Sonny Dykes, who, uh, again, so far has TCU undefeated. Here's Sonny Dykes talking about Three and one, Oklahoma. Yeah, really good football team. I mean, they were they were a top ten team for a reason. They've got a lot of uh, explosive players. Um, they do a lot of different things defensively. I mean, they're a very hard team to prepare for defensively. You're just going to see every front, every blitz, every line movement, every coverage. I mean, they're going to really do a good job of keeping you off balance. Um, you got to give your your hats off to Kansas State. You know, I thought they did a great job in the run game last week, and their quarterback played exceptional uh, football and, and gave them a chance to win. But you know, it's a very good football team, proud tradition. Um, you know, I, I would imagine it's been a long time since Oklahoma lost consecutive conference games. Uh, I don't know how long it's been, but I'm guessing it's been a while. And so it'll be a big challenge for us. I know our players are excited for it, and I know we're looking forward to, to playing a game here at uh, Amy G. Carter Stadium. Two years, Sonny. It hasn't been that long. The uh, home loss to Kansas State with the Sooners gave up two, three touchdown leads and lost 38-35, and then they lost in Ames to Iowa State after that so uh, we'll see parker the question is tomorrow the question is tomorrow uh what what is the real oklahoma football team you know uh is was that an anomaly particularly on the defensive side of the ball can they you're never going to play a perfect game but can they cut down on the offensive mistakes uh that really prevented them from getting any momentum back in that football game and uh tomorrow we should be getting uh we should be getting quite a few answers i would think yeah, and we've talked about the similarities between Max Duggan and Adrian Martinez, and that's one of the most crucial things for Oklahoma. Uh, and one of the areas in which we're going to learn very quickly whether Oklahoma has been able to take those lessons that they learned a week ago, uh, Saturday evening, and apply them on the practice field. Because uh, if we see the same Sooner defense that we saw one week ago, 
then Max Duggan's going to tear him apart. That's just the harsh reality. So uh, a lot rides on the shoulders of the Sooner linebacking core in particular because uh, there's always a ton of emphasis on that position group when you're talking about containing a mobile quarterback. And moreover, uh, with Max Duggan uh, being as hard-nosed as he is, willing to absorb contact, uh, maybe a little bit more willing in that capacity than Adrian Martinez. Nothing's going to come easy in terms of tackling either, and the Sooners struggled with tackling a week ago. Uh, this is not, not going to be an easy draw by any means, especially with that matchup against a quarterback that has a lot of similarities to the quarterback that just torched Oklahoma a week ago. So, again, we will find out in short order whether the Sooners are a different football team than the one that we saw last Saturday. And I trust that Brent Venables and this staff have these guys ready to roll. I trust that they've learned their lessons in the film room. They've honed the areas that need to be honed on the practice field. And you would expect that you're not going to see two duds in a row from a defense coached by Brent Venables. You just you haven't seen that historically. So a lot of optimism that Oklahoma is going to come out of the gate and be able to correct some of those errors that they made a week ago to the point where they're going to be much more capable of contending with and setting down a TCU team, uh, even on their home field this weekend, uh, that to this point is undefeated. Yeah, by the way, if you hear the uh, Willy Wonka Oompa Loompa song, that's because I'm standing next to, uh, about 10 feet away from the uh, Willy Wonka Dreamer of Dreams uh, machine here at Riverwind Casino. It's quite impressive, by the way. Quite impressive. Uh, Gene Wilder staring at me, though, is a little bit creepy, I must say. All right, here at Riverwind Casino, Mike Steely, Parker Thune back in the Brown O'Haver Studios. Uh, man, you know, I... Driving over here, uh, T-Row and TJ do such a great job. I love their show and listening to Plank and Josh coming over all the way. Man, quality radio all the way around. I've always said Plank is, uh, well, everybody's good on the station, but Chris is so versatile and so talented. And, man, the guy has boundless energy because he does, I think, 90 shows a day, at least three or four, and it's amazing. So just shout out to those guys as they uh, head down to Fort Worth for the weekend. It is an OEC Football Friday, an OEC Fiber Football Friday. You need your fiber, not only in your diet. You need your fiber with your Internet because it's just better. It's simply the best, kind of like Riverwind Casino. So David Goodspeed and the folks over at OEC Fiber, putting smiles in a lot of people's uh, faces around the uh, metro area because there have been a lot of frowns and a lot of uh, words that you don't like to hear when it comes to a few other companies when it comes to the Internet connection, which hasn't been that reliable over the years. But OEC Fiber is changing the game, and we're happy to be associated with their great company and uh, my man David Goodspeed, great guy as well. Okay. We got a big show today. Eric Bailey coming up at 1235 on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Brandon Drum talking sooner recruiting and the David Hicks saga. And the fallout from that coming up at 135, plus all of your texts on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Coming right back here on the home of Sooner fans.
Welcome back, Steelman and Thune at noon here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network, OEC Fiber Football Friday. I am out here at Riverwind Casino, 2,800 electronic gaming machines, all the table games you need as well. They've got great bars, great dining, impeccable service, and the best promotions. The new member seven is a great promotion. If you haven't been out to Riverwind, and uh, if you are coming out here soon, make sure you get a Riverwind wild card. It's going to be very helpful to you, and you can earn up to $450 in the first 24 hours of uh, getting your brand-new Riverwind wild card with the new member seven program all right the Sooners you know one of the things that OU fans were so excited about in the first three weeks of the season and then look Kent State UTEP Nebraska that's not murderer's row but you know you do did see gang tackling you saw better tackling you saw a more physical football team now again they did not match Kansas State's physicality last Saturday night but K-State's on a different uh, scale than the first three opponents. I don't think there's any question, but Ted Roof said earlier in the week, it is imperative the Sooners get that physicality back. It's something we focus on every week, and we fell short last week. But uh, our approach every each and every week is, you know, to, to be a physical football team, to tackle well, uh, limit the yardage after contact, and we didn't do that. Uh, we didn't do a very good job of that the other night. And, uh, again, everything that went wrong is my fault. It's it's I got to get it, help everybody get it fixed. So, um but that's that's what we got to do moving forward. I thought our guys played hard. Um, you know, again, the just the, the precision and, the, and, the, and some of the tackling issues were were obviously a problem. And then the third down things, you know, where we had we had opportunities. You, you know, as as many things as it went wrong the other night, whether it was Kansas State doing something good or us doing making a mistake, you know, we still had a chance at the end of the game to get a third down stop and give our offense the ball back and have a chance to win the game. And uh, you know, we didn't do it. Ted Roof talking about the Sooners last week and the issues they had in that Kansas State matchup. matchup. By the way, I uh, want to thank our friend Tim Lasher and his company for sponsoring, as they always do, hour number one here on Steelman and Thune. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, they'll do great work for you, 405-579-3113. That's 405-579-3113. All right, let's get to the text line parker and see what people are thinking what is your level of concern what is your level of concern one of the questions we'll throw out there for this oklahoma football team coming up tomorrow at 11 a.m on abc so let's go to the air comfort solutions text line at 405-651-3439 wonderful here's what the folks are saying this listener says OU 51 tcu 35 book it that comes from train in the 918 uh, another listener says, uh, with Veterans Day approaching, want to thank Steely for his service. Are you a veteran, Steely? I didn't think you uh, were. My, my dad was, but not me. Okay. But uh, thank you. I, I, I've been serving, uh, not in the military, but I've been servicing uh, people on the radio for 40 years. Maybe that's it. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take it. Thank you but for your to, yes. regional radio service, Steely. There you go. Uh, yeah, I should get some kind of regional radio star award, right? Maybe. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> this listener says, The sign that rat poison was everywhere is when Colin Cowherd praised Oklahoma. I knew going into the K-State game that would be an issue. I also believe Oklahoma's players will bounce back against TCU and stay locked in for the rest of the season. 
There's really yeah, I, you know. Do you buy the rat poison uh, theory that the Oklahoma fans were feeling, or the Oklahoma players were feeling? Man, you, you know what? We we, we just beat uh, UTEP, Kent State, and Nebraska. But the way they wanted Nebraska, and the things that people were saying about them, we played the Joel Clad comments. We played Colin Cowherd's comments, but there were other national talking heads out there talking about how this Oklahoma team looks different. We saw tweets from Nick Benito, Isaiah Thomas, Perion Winfrey, this OU team just looks different. Do you think that was a uh, was a real factor last weekend, Parker? I I don't buy that just because I I've been covering this team for long enough and it hasn't been forever. I don't want to make it seem like it has, but I've been I feel like I've been covering this team long enough to be able to spot rat poison. And there just wasn't any semblance of it last week leading up to that Kansas State game. I think it's as simple as Kansas State showed up ready to outplay Oklahoma, and they executed way better than the Sooners did. Oklahoma just got beat. Now, they didn't help themselves, but Kansas State played a really good game. And that's something we probably haven't talked enough about, is the fact that Kansas State just played a really good football game. Now, as far as where this team has the opportunity to go from here on out, I think the silver lining is that, and you've heard this sentiment echoed by coaches and players throughout the week in media availability sessions, you'd rather lose a game early than lose a game late for a variety of reasons, right? We can talk about its impact on the polls and the college football playoff conversation, all that until the cows come home. But for this team, the way they see it is, we would rather lose earlier in the season because it gives us a long, uh, what's the proper term here? A long runway, as it were, to be able to come down, get everything settled down, fix the issues, and not only fix them, but be able to apply them and play continually better football for each of the final eight games of this campaign as you get deeper and deeper into Big 12 play. So I think the loss to Kansas State, look, no loss is a good thing at face value. But I think if you were going to lose a game in this 2022 campaign, this Kansas State game was probably the one that you wanted to lose because it's an early wake-up call for everybody. It gives you an opportunity to get your heads right heading into not just TCU but also Texas the following week. And it gives you the opportunity to continually build momentum as the season gets deeper and deeper so that by the time those Baylor and Oklahoma State games roll around in November, you're close to playing your best football if you're not already there. Yeah, I'm with you, and, and this feels like a huge football game for Oklahoma, not just for the players to bounce back. And, and, you know, I don't know how much confidence they lost last Saturday. It can't be at 100% right now, you wouldn't think. But get that confidence back, get some swagger back, get some good vibes going again, win this game tomorrow, go to the Cotton Bowl, you take care of Texas, man, you're right back in the fast lane. But if you lose this game tomorrow and you go down to Dallas – you know, thinking, yeah, hopefully we got this. Do we got this? Uh, and you lose to the Longhorns, man, you're, you're going to find some Sooner fans walking around holding some uh, the end is near signs, you know. So this is uh, this game has uh, become extremely important. Not that every game's not important, but I think based on 
where the team is right now, where the fan base is right now, and you threw the uh, extra salt in the wound uh, Wednesday because of D.J. Hicks, you know, making his decision for A&M, this fan base needs to feel good again uh, because it's been a couple of gut punches uh, last Saturday night and then Wednesday afternoon. So we'll see if Oklahoma can get back on track and get this done. All right, 405. 651-3439. 651-3439. That's the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Let's get back there. Parker, what do we have? <laughs> this listener simply says, I'm riding with Uncle and his prediction. Well, we'll hear Uncle and his prediction a bit later on in the show. <laughs> I believe it was 68-3. to He's very upset with you, Parker. He wanted the door code to come see you, and they refused to give it to him. He's upset with me because why? He, it, well... You'll have to hear it later. He was on with uh, T. Row and T.J. this morning, and he he said that he, uh, he, he'd he been in intensive care and unconscious since Saturday night because he didn't deal very well with the K-State loss. So he asked them, well, at least we got D.J. Hicks Wednesday, not knowing what happened. And they informed him oh, that, boy. no, uh, Oklahoma didn't get D.J. Hicks. So he was very upset about that. So we'll hear that coming up next hour. I'm not surprised he's upset. I'll take the L on that one. Uh, this listener simply says, how does A&M have this much money? A uh, lot of, I guess, a lot of alumni in the oil and gas industry. That would be my guess. I yeah. I don't know all the yeah. nuance. I'd, I'm not an Aggie, even tangentially. Uh, so at face value, my uninformed take is that uh, they've got a lot of alumni who are prominent in the field of oil and gas. That would be my guess. Um, that soon- looked like a very, very uncomfortable uh, press conference, Parker. Now, the dad looked extremely happy, man. He had a big smile on his face. David Hicks kind of looked like, I, I don't know. I, it's, it didn't look very celebratory to me, and the mom didn't look real happy. I mean, may- Sooner fans, I guess, probably want to read into that. But um, I don't know. It just seemed the vibe seemed kind of weird, you know. Well, and it's... there two of them. Two of them look like you know what we just sold our football soul, but we sold it for a lot. Yeah. Well, and it's understandable, right, that you would expect the kid and the mom, especially, to be a little bit more excited about how things went down because, as a prospect, this is a moment you've been working for your entire life. As a mom. You're watching your kid get to realize his dreams. So, yes, it makes a lot of sense why everybody was quick to point out the fact that they just really don't look super excited. Uh, Kendall says, five out of ten concerns. Another listener says, ten out of ten. This is a must-win game. And I do feel like it's a must-win game. I don't know if that makes it a ten out of ten. You know what? It feels like it, it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because you you are uh, you're throwing a lot of gasoline on a fire, you know. If you lose tomorrow down in Fort Worth, and uh, one that you might not be able to put out, so I'm I don't know if I'm ten out of ten, but um, I don't know. I'm probably at an eight in that range. Uh, this listener says Colts always seem to have a lot of money. <laughs> Brent from Jenks. Uh, on the topic of the football game, says, oh, you bounces back in a big way tomorrow. More sound, more disciplined football. This team is ready to prove to everyone that last week was a hiccup. OU wins 42-17. to 
You know, uh, TCU definitely has some good uh, wideouts, no doubt, when you think about it. I know Darius Davis's uh, numbers are, are the best, I think, on that, that roster, and he's a good player. Uh, Sooner fans know all about Quinton Johnson. He just looks like an NFL receiver because he's going to be an NFL receiver. But, uh, you know, the OU corners are going to be challenged tomorrow, there's no doubt, because TCU's wideouts – are uh, are really good. So, and Max Duggan's playing with a lot of confidence right now. And if he struggles for whatever reason, you can always go to Chandler Morris, who killed Baylor uh, last year. And Chandler Morris is available to play some. And it wouldn't surprise me. I know that Duggan's fairly mobile, but it wouldn't surprise me to see Chandler Morris come in and in, in a few uh, short yarded situations or maybe goal line. Uh, we'll see. All right, we got a break right here. Here at Riverwind Casino, my home away from home, Mike Steely with you out here. We've got Parker in the Brown O'Haver Studios, and we got you lighting up the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Again, thank you, 651-3439. Put a 405 in front of that, 405-651-3439. Coming back, we'll hear from Eric Bailey on the Riverwind Casino Hotline next, right here on The Ref. Okay, we are back. We've got a classic leading us in right there. A little Derek and the Dominoes featuring uh, Eric Clapton and Dwayne Allman. One of the greatest rock and roll songs of all time right there. That is a classic, and so is our next guest, Mr. Eric Bailey, covering the Sooners for the Tulsa World. He's done it for many years and done it very, very well. Eric, on the Riverwind Casino Hotline, we appreciate your time on this OEC Fiber Football Friday how big does this game feel like for Oklahoma right now, considering the effect it could have on the rest of the season? Uh, we've got some people on the Air Comfort Solutions text line that are using the must-win there. Uh, what, what are your thoughts as the Sooners head to Fort Worth tomorrow? I don't know about must-win, but I think very important. Uh, I really think this is a program that doesn't lose back-to-back games really often at all. I think a couple years ago they did, and that was the first time it happened. So, I don't know. I think it's a very important game. They're going to go have, they'll have to go out and reestablish themselves, especially when you have Texas on the horizon. You don't want to go into that Cotton Bowl with uh, two straight losses. No, Eric, you certainly don't. And the Sooners obviously did not perform well, especially on the defensive side of the ball last Saturday night at Owen Field when they got surprised by Kansas State for the third time in four years. Imagine that. Imagine there ever being a day where Kansas State beat Oklahoma three out of four years, but so has been the story for Chris Kleiman and the Wildcats. But uh, you look at the performance of Dylan Gabriel in particular, and this is something that we've talked pretty extensively about throughout the week. A lot of folks seemingly upset with the Sooners quarterback, but then again, you look at the numbers, you look at what the offense did on Saturday night, and you heard Brent Venables say it. 
Dylan Gabriel did enough to win the football game against Kansas State. Uh, what is your evaluation to this point of the play of the Sooner quarterback? Obviously, he's made some throws that he'd like to have back, no doubt. But all in all, it seems like he's been pretty stable. I agree. I think, you know, you look at 34 points at home, you think that's enough to win a game. If you told Brent Venables before the game that he was going to score 34 against Kansas State, he would have took that every, any day of the week. Uh, you know, Dylan Gabriel, he, he had outstanding numbers uh, in, against Kansas State. Uh, but the misses that he had were at critical moments. I think that's why it stands out the most because, you know, the fourth down pass to Stoops, he missed Stoops for probably a touchdown, missed Mims once. I mean, he, Think back at about the play, the, the passes he missed, but there were a lot of good throws that he made too. So that, that's the tough thing. I, I don't, I don't discount Dylan Gabriel for that game at all. I think Oklahoma is not in position to win that game if not for the way he played. And plus, it's not just his arm. He, you know, he was making plays with his legs too. So he did everything he could. Uh, and I agree 100 percent with Jeff Levy. Are there throws that he wished that he had back? Definitely. I mean, there's some probably things that probably just he wakes up in the middle of the night saying, "Man, I should have hit that pad." So. Uh, it all led to a loss, and you know I'll be interested to see how he bounces back. Eric, I, I'm I'm not sure how much the listeners care about the question I'm going to ask you, but I got to ask it anyway because I know that you guys love being able not only to talk to like you know the head coach and one coordinator, but you get Jeff Levy, you get Ted Roof on Monday, you get Brent on Tuesday, and you get a ton of players. Uh, that's got to feel so good, particularly when you see what happened this week, you know, with, you know, who, when Caleb Williams wasn't made available for the media after a close game that SC won at Oregon State and then was supposed to be in a media session again uh, later in the in the week or earlier in the week, and guess what? Wasn't made available. So um, how, how good and refreshing has that been for you guys just as beat reporters? Well, I, and I know a lot, of, a lot of people don't understand this, our job easier to get news, to get copy to the readers and the people out there that want to know answers. And I'll go back to Saturday, Mike. Um, after a loss, under Lincoln Riley, we didn't only get two players. Every time we only got two players, and that was it. You know, a captain and a defensive captain, and that's all we got to talk to. Well, Saturday, we talked to five or six players, and they all came out and they all answered our questions. That was refreshing just to get different viewpoints from different players immediately after a loss. That hadn't happened in four or five years. So that was huge. And then during the week, I mean, routinely, Monday nights are our busiest night. We'll get six or seven players on Mondays, uh, a, a variety of players. And under Lincoln Riley, we you know we never got freshmen. And, and now we're getting freshmen. We talked to Jaron Kanick. We talked to a lot of the guys that, you know, I've played a couple times. Uh, just, under, you know, just making their debuts, and we're getting those. So I really appreciate that a bunch. Uh, and it is real refreshing when you think back to what we were doing how we did our job the past three or four years under Lincoln. Now, Eric, looking ahead to this game on Saturday, uh, obviously you see a lot of similarities between Max Duggan and Adrian Martinez in particular, but defensively for Oklahoma, what do you feel like the keys to victory are? Because Duggan's going to be the straw that stirs the drink, as he seemingly has been for years uh, for TCU at that position. But – you got some pretty nice skill position talent. Obviously, Quentin Johnson had a fantastic game against Oklahoma a year ago. So what do the Sooners need to do to rebound from their performance last Saturday against Kansas State and turn in a much sharper defensive performance this time around in Amon G. Carter Stadium? 
Well, I, I agree with you 100% about Duggan. It starts with him. You really have to keep him under wraps. I mean, he's a special player. He's done a, doing so much with his legs, and um, I, I think that's the key. It starts with Duggan. And, you know, Oklahoma's defense is going to see more team speed than they've seen all season. I think that's what the big thing is. They're going to have to face speed. They have to really react to that. Uh, and that, that's the key. You try to keep that under, under wraps. And, you know, a big thing that they haven't done is create turnovers. We just haven't seen that. And I think for a game like this on the road, you need to create some turnovers, get some takeaways. They've done an outstanding job taking care of the football, but they also have to take some, some, ball, some balls away just to get their offense more opportunities to score. So I think that's a key as well. And, you know, the, the intangible about this is uh, Garrett Riley, Lincoln Riley's younger brother, is calling the plays for TCU. And do you think there's probably a vested interest in out in L.A. of what's going to happen in this game? That's going to be interesting, too. Yeah, uh, do you do you think we've got Mule Shoe preparing for Arizona State and Oklahoma this week? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. After seeing Arizona State and the troubles they're going through, I don't think he has to work, worry too much about Arizona State this year. But no, I think I think that you know I'm just kind of curious how things are going to go with Garrett Garrett Riley calling the plays. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Eric. Thank you. You're always gracious with your time. Congrats on your 18 years there at the World. I saw that the other day. You do a great job. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Enjoy the game. Uh, have a safe trip down to Norman or down to Fort Worth. Everyone that's going down there. The one and only Eric Bailey covering the Sooners for the Tulsa World, joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Our thanks again to uh, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. For sponsoring our first hour here on Steel Man and Thune, 405-579-3113. That's 405-579-3113. Yeah, if you're a Sooner fan, man, be careful going down there, whether you're going down and, you know, going to have a little dinner, do a little party, and maybe tonight uh, down there in Fort Worth, be safe, and uh, we appreciate you listening. Let's take a quick break right here when we get back. We've got more on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405 405- Five seven nine thirty one thirteen. That's four zero five five seven nine thirty one thirteen. Also, we will hear from Baker Mayfield on another matchup with Kyler coming up next here on the Ref. Okay, back here at Riverwind. It is an OEC Football Friday. Mike Steely here at my home away from home. Love Riverwind Casino. They're awesome out here. Great promotions. They've got the best bars and dining. Over 2,800 electronic games. Three new gaming areas now, by the way. Uh, In the Showplace Theater, which is non-smoking. 
on the Sky Bridge and at the River Lounge because they are undergoing some renovations right now here at Riverwind. They have pulled back the curtain on the first round of renovations. It looks real and it looks spectacular. And uh, I want to shout out uh, Justin, the GM, and the crew here. They do a great job, and uh, I've been associated with them uh, through the stream and the radio for a long time, and uh, proud to be associated with those guys because they're awesome. Okay, uh, we're going to get to the Air Comfort Solutions text line here in a minute, 405-651-3439. First, let's hear from Baker Mayfield. Carolina beat New Orleans last week. Touchdown pass for Mayfield, but it was one where he threw threw it five yards and the receiver I can't remember who the receiver was, but went like the rest, like 70 more. Anyway, Baker right now, he is struggling. He is last in QBR in the league. He is third to last in efficiency. So Baker knows that he's got to be a lot better. I think there's a ton of room for improvement. Uh, I mean, I've mentioned that pretty much after every game. Uh, not good enough yet, but that's that's why it's early in the year, and we're going to continue to get better just within uh, these first few games. And so hoping to take another step this week uh, and, and do it with, with a win as well. Like I said, no need to over, overthink it. Just make the plays I know I can. been doing this my whole life. So uh, just nail it down, feel comfortable with it, and execute. Baker versus Kyler will be a 3 p.m. game on Fox. Kyler is 2-0 with the Arizona Cardinals against Baker. 2019, uh, the Cardinals beat the Browns 38-24 there in Arizona. And then last year it was 37-14. The Cardinals won in Cleveland. So Kyler 2-0 against Baker in these matchups. All right, let's get uh, Parker to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. What do you say? Let's do it. This listener says 10 out of 10 concerned. In Brent's first big test, they got bullied. Taking fandom out, what evidence do we have this will be better? Well, I mean, look, in terms of actual empirical data, there is none. If you're looking strictly at what Brent Venables has done at Oklahoma. However, if you want to look at what Brent Venables has done at Clemson and in his previous stint at Oklahoma... There's plenty of data to suggest that the Sooners are not going to turn in two straight defensive performances like the one they turned in on Saturday night. So I am less than concerned about the defense this weekend. And I just think, like, especially based on everything I've heard throughout the week, talking to sources, talking to people close to the program, look, the reality is it's going to be really, really hard for the defense to play as poorly again the rest of the year as they did against Kansas State. It was, in a way, the imperfect storm last Saturday night against K-State. So, I do think it will be improved. I think that is the expectation across the board, is that, look, you're not going to see a flawless defensive effort. It's a little early in the Brent Venables era to be expecting perfection. But, I think you're going to see a significantly improved effort on the defensive side of the ball, and they should be much more successful in containing Max Duggan. This listener says, tomorrow, Dylan Gabriel needs to go deep early and often on those TCU corners. I wonder if they take a couple shots on the first drive or two to somebody like Marvin Mims down the field or Jalil Farouk. That that seems like a good plan to me, no doubt. And, uh, you know, they, OU has some really good weapons on offense. I, I thought Eric Gray 
uh, maybe had his best game. He's He's been uh, really good, you know. And In fact, what I liked about Eric Gray, the offensive line was a little better in the second half. But Eric Gray ran tough. He ran physical. He's been doing that uh, much more this year, and that's probably uh, body by Schmidt to a certain extent. But you can tell that Eric Gray uh, last week also had, uh, you know, he was fighting for everything he could. I thought he played very well. But the receiving core, again, uh, you know, I think you've got two real stars. Marvin Mims is the best player, obviously, but I think Braden Willis, man, is also a big-time target. Had a couple touchdowns uh, last week. Has had a good year, and, uh, man, that was huge for him to come back and play uh, this season out at Oklahoma. So, um, you know, if they can quit, if the offensive line can quit, you know, with the false starts and everything, uh, Dylan Gabriel, again, has got to be more precise He's been good, but he still could have been better. Uh, you know, if they can fine-tune this a little bit, I think they've got a a really solid offense with a star in Marvin Mims and a really, really, really good player in Braden Willis as well. And Eric Gray has developed into a really quality, um, you know, running back for Oklahoma. By the way, Marcus Major, would we expect him to be raring to go tomorrow healthy is he still a little bit is it tweaked do we know I've, what do we what do we think i've asked around haven't gotten a straight answer yet i think regardless whether marcus major makes the tri- makes the trip and plays or not uh, if he plays great if not you're going to see a lot of javante barnes and from what we've seen of javante barnes thus far this year uh, this is a guy that's ready for an increased workload 13 carries 77 yards against nebraska granted it was in garbage time but when Jeff Levy was asked about his running back stable last week in his midweek press conference, he said, look, we got three guys that we're really confident in between Gray, Major, and Javante Barnes. So uh, we will see what Major's status is. Gray is obviously the guy that's going to be carrying the majority of the water one way or another. But if Major does not go, you can expect to see Javante Barnes probably getting eight to ten carries, I would say. Sooner fans, I know we've got about a minute, a little over a minute left, but it seems like Sooner fans on the defensive side of the ball, they want to see Key Lawrence play a lot more again. What what are we thinking there? Uh, Key Lawrence has had his ups and downs on the practice field, from what I've been told. And that's why you've seen more of Justin Broyles. That's why you've started to see Damon Harmon emerge. And Damon Harmon has been fantastic in practice, from what I'm told. And he's always been a guy that's had a high physical ceiling. Uh, I, I, I really like Damon Harmon, and I think if Key Lawrence doesn't start to pick it up and become a little bit more consistent, there's a very realistic chance that he ends up ceding that spot to Harmon permanently. But that said, it is kind of a revolving door right now at that safety position opposite Billy Bowman. Bowman is the sure thing, but man, it, it also wouldn't shock me if we maybe saw some Robert Spears Jennings. I, I'm not saying that's a sure Interesting. thing. I, I'm not saying to count on it, but we haven't seen him thus far. He continues to practice very well, and there just aren't a lot of answers right now for Oklahoma at that safety position. I think the safest bet is Harmon, but I, nobody has really seized the bull by the horns at that position and established themselves as clearly the guy. All right, we've got another hour to go. I want to thank Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113 for sponsorship of our opening hour here on Steel Man and Thune. Coming up next hour, 
We've got Brandon Drum at 135. We have my uncle who was uh, very upset with Parker uh, with T-Row this morning coming up at uh, around 120. More of your texts on the way. We're here at Riverwind Casino. It's an OEC football Friday. Hang with us. Yes, 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 it is an OEC Fiber Football Friday. It's Friday, let's party. You can do it out here at Riverwind Casino, and you'll have yourself a party when you see what the signal looks like with your Internet connection with OEC Fiber. Our man David Goodspeed will get you set up. And like I said, when the head of OEC Fiber and his last name is Goodspeed, I mean, you can't, I mean, if it was David Badspeed, I get it. Or David Average Speed, I get it, but it's David Goodspeed. He could even change it to David Incredible Speed, and that would be, that would fit as well. But OEC Fiber, they are, uh, they're making people happy, believe me, in the metro area and around the state that are getting OEC Fiber. And that have been disgusted with, uh, well, uh, it's Minda, but uh, maybe one company that I won't mention that charges you for a phone and everything. You know, when you don't need a phone, I don't need a phone. I don't have a home phone. Well, we got to charge you for it anyway. What? I, I, I don't. I don't need a phone. I I have a cell phone. Well, it's just part of the deal. We've got to charge you for the phone. Why? Just like Nancy Kerrigan. Why? Why? I. Uh, I don't think there's a person in America. Maybe there is. Somebody will hit me up on the text line. I've got a home phone. I know it. But they're few and far between. Okay? I'm just saying. So, anyway, we're proud to be associated with both uh, Riverwind and OEC Fiber. Let's talk about the Sooner quarterback. Dylan Gabriel felt the wrath of some Sooner fans because, well, he missed an open Drake Stoops for a touchdown last week. He missed... And open Drake Stoops on a fourth down throw. You know, like I said, Tom Brady misses throws. Aaron Rodgers misses throws. Even though he's on that, drinking that weird super tea or whatever he's on. You know, Joe Montana missed throws. Now, no doubt, Dylan Gabriel has missed too many of those. But for the most part, he's played solid for the Sooners at quarterback. And uh, Dylan Gabriel, you, you got to wonder a little bit about his confidence. Look, uh Central Florida is not the University of Oklahoma. Central Florida, I don't think there are a whole lot of people complaining about quarterback play there. If you're not playing almost to a 10 out of 10 at Oklahoma, people are going to be talking about you on the message boards, on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. That's the reality for an Oklahoma Sooner quarterback because the standard is pretty pretty high based on what we've seen, right? Let's hear from Deal and Gabriel who met the media 
uh, the other night. And uh, Dylan Gabriel says the main thing is, hey, the Sooners have to put Kansas State behind them. You know, you, you can't really change any of you know, what, what happened, but I can for sure, you know, change the, the future and, you know, how, how I'm going to get better and, you know, be better for the guys, but also, you know, as a unit, just, you know, making sure we're, we're good as, as a unit together um, and taking advantage when, when we're both, you know, dialed and, and got to open, you know, receiver or likewise just um, moving the chains better um, and correcting those pre-snap deals. But I think if you look at it, you know, and when we look back, there's a lot of fixable things that, you know, we could have done um, to, to help us put us in a better position. When you talk about those fixable things, for, for you personally, what, what are some of the specific things that you saw yeah. that you can adjust that, you know, will help you Saturday and moving forward? Just continues, you know, with my eyes, my feet, um, you know, the mess just being, you know, really good, you know, with that. And then um, just working certain routes and continuing to, to do that and making sure, you know, we're as prepared as possible. Um, when we're the you know most prepared and and dialed as a unit um, together, um, you know that's when you know things click and things are going well. So we just got to continue to do that and and make sure that that's a point of emphasis. Dylan Gabriel talking about uh, the Sooners trying to again forget about Kansas State and put that game out of their mind and get down to Fort Worth tomorrow and play better football. Play better football than they did last weekend. Parker, where do you think uh, Dylan Gabriel's confidence level is right now? I think Dylan Gabriel is a very cool customer, and I don't think his confidence level has been shaken at all. Look, is he going to make every single throw tomorrow? No, he's not. And hopefully people don't pick out the one or two throws that he doesn't make inevitably and continue to hold those over his head. Uh, the way that some have over the first month of the season. But that said, I do really, I, I very much expect that Dylan Gabriel is going to show up tomorrow motivated to prove some of the doubters and the dissenters wrong. And I think we're going to see a pretty strong performance from him. TCU is not strong in the secondary, they're just not a very good defensive team. Granted, defensive coordinator Joe Gillespie, who was previously at Tulsa, has coordinated some defenses that have given Gabriel problems when you look back at UCF's matchups with Tulsa in 2019 and 2020. But those aren't apples-to-apples comparisons to this TCU team and this Oklahoma team uh, when you try to draw the parallel between UCF and Tulsa a couple of years back. So Dylan Gabriel obviously has much better skill position weapons at his disposal. The cupboard isn't bare for TCU defensively, but it's not nearly as full as you'd like it to be. I really think tomorrow, especially if the Sooners can come out and punch TCU in the mouth out of the gate, there's an opportunity for Gabriel to have his best performance of the entire season to date. Yeah, it it seems like, uh, again, for the OU offense, a a really good start. Go down and score, man. Do it like you you did against UTEP. And, uh, you know, be like Nuke Lelouch. Establish your presence with authority. Well, actually, Nuke Lelouch didn't do that in Bull Durham. He attempted to, but that's what you need to do if you're Oklahoma tomorrow. Get off to a good start, man. You need that boost of confidence. I'm like you. I I think uh, Gabriel's pretty level-headed. I've been impressed with the way he handles himself. Seems like a really good kid. Uh, the kind of guy you want, you know, leading your football team for the quarterback position. But again, he, it, if if some of these throws were like second and eights, and he misses on an 18-yard, you, you know 
pass or something. But uh, unfortunately, some of these have been, you know, guy running wide open and he misses the throw. But for the most part, I actually think he's played pretty well. You ready to get back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line? 405-651-3439. Let's go there. This listener says, the Boomer Doomers won't be happy unless we shut out TCU. It's been a heck of a week for the Boomer Doomers. They've had the opportunity to take a couple of victory laps. So that's a trend that you'd like to see reversed. What do the Boomer Doomers Doomers have in their uh, underground bunker? I don't know. Steely, Access to the text line. That's clear. Good know. internet. Probably OEC fiber. Yeah, they definitely have OEC fiber. Uh, their internet is immaculate. That's really all they have to occupy themselves with down there. Um, regardless, here's what, I, here's what I need, Steely. Here's your assignment for next week. I need you to cut a theme song for the Boomer Doomers. It's been too long. We've, okay. been, ta- yeah. we've been talking about them for yeah, long enough do that. that they need their own theme music. So, I'm um, well, I mean uh, the the go-to I'm thinking of right now is uh Jim Morrison and the Doors with this is the end my only friend the end. You can never go wrong with Mr. wrong with Mr. Mojo Ryzen. You can go very wrong with my rendition, but not with the real one. So, and I always think of the movie Apocalypse Now and the montage to start that movie with that song. So, all right, let's get a couple more texts in. Uh, by the way, we want to thank, of course, of course, our second-hour sponsor, Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. You talk about a winner, man. You get down there. You see their selection. You'll be very impressed. Cars, trucks, SUVs, used vehicles, and, again, the best guarantee in the automotive industry here in the great state of Oklahoma, oil changes, engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. From the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Okay, let's get a few more texts in. This listener says, asking for OU to come out and punch someone in the mouth seems like a big ask. Haven't been able to do that against anyone all year. Well, they did it against UTEP. Let's be fair. And granted, it's UTEP, but they did it. Look, it's not a big ask. Score on your first drive. Hold the opponent scoreless on their first drive. Is that a... like? I just don't see that as a lot, Steely. Now, is it going to require better play, both offensively and defensively, than we have seen from the Sooners in the first quarter for the most part this year? Sure. Definitely. But this is a team that can do it. I don't think it's a big ask. I agree that the Sooners haven't exactly made a pattern of it, but by no means do I also think it can't be done. I think they are more than capable of doing that against TCU tomorrow, and they may have to on the road. Um, <laughs> That's it. That might be a boomer-doomer right there. Uh, might every, be a boomer-doomer. We got like 10 simultaneous texts about boomer-doomers and people throwing in their songs. suggestions for what the song should be. Oh, okay. Um, there you go. This, this listener, it's the end of the world, REM. There's another easy one. Yeah, there you go. This listener says, geez, Steely. Lord help DG when he does throw an interception. Quarterbacks miss throws. Let go. His stats are as good as any Heisman front runner. I, I get that, and I, I compared his stats to Caleb Williams, and they're better. But you can't sit here and tell me that, you know, you can miss a wide-open receiver for a touchdown in every single game. That's all I'm saying. You know, give me, give me uh, two of those that go for touchdowns out of the four. That's all I'm saying. And I also said that he's playing 
good, solid football. That's it. Believe me. And there, for people who are thinking that, oh, man, I'll tell you what, put Davis Babel in there and trailer hammer him. You know, that it's Dylan Gabriel, folks. <laughs> I mean, it's Dylan Gabriel. It's going to be, uh, unless something drastically changes, uh, there's not going to be, Parker, any all of a sudden you're going to see Dylan Gabriel or uh, Davis Bebel trot out there. And I'm not dogging Davis Bebel, but at this point, that's that's the way it stands, right? No doubt. And uh, Kendall says on the Air Comfort Solution, he says on the text line, uh, Oklahoma will not score on their first drive. Okay, Kendall, we'll see if you're right in a little less than 24 hours here. Uh, Camo Sooner says the old saying applies when you lose a game. When life gives you chicken poo, make chicken salad. Uh, ah, there you go. Yeah, I like chicken salad. I don't like the other uh, thing that he referred to, but no, chicken no, salad sandwich it sounds very, very tasty. So, anyway. All right. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are going to keep getting to uh, some of your texts here in a little bit. We've got Brandon Drum coming up at 135. We'll see what he has to say about the David Hicks saga, what's going to happen with Peyton Bowen, what's going to happen with the Celia Kana, guys like that. Uh, down the stretch for Oklahoma in recruiting. I'm here at Riverwind Casino. What a great day. It's an OEC Fiber Football Friday. Of course, it's a great day. Let's come back. My uncle, man, he was very upset with Parker this morning in his conversation with T. Rowe and TJ. We'll have that for you here on The Ref coming up. Uh, there's one possibly for the Boomer Doomers. Maybe we need a Boomer Doomers, Boomer Doomers, Boomer Doomers playlist. And that can be one of the selections. I mean, the Gallagher brothers hate each other. The Boomer Doomers just uh, sometimes they hate the way OU plays football. The Boomer Doomers probably hate each other too because they probably hate everybody. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Man, I was shocked this morning. Uh, I didn't know because, well, Uncle doesn't like me very much. He thinks I'm a wimp. He's probably right. But, um, you know, he's on. He loves T-Row, loves TJ, loves everybody else. Uh, but, you know, for me, pretty tough on me. But I was surprised here this morning uh, with T-Row and TJ. I guess he drank too much. Fortunately, he didn't get behind the wheel. But he drank too much. It was unconscious in a in the hospital uh, after the Oklahoma-Kansas State game. Well, you'll hear what happened, and he's also a little bit upset with Parker. This was uh, Uncle. They actually had to call him this morning. He didn't even call in. Here's how it went down this morning with T. Rowe and T.J. 
Toby, I don't know if you're going to have your special guest here or not. So, um, it's time for Uncle. This it's is, time for uh, Uncle. I've tried calling Uncle all week. No response. Uh, no answers. Not answering my texts. So I don't know. I'm going to try it here. Hard, or is I'm, it the, I'm uh, going to try this on air again. Wouldn't answer that whole commercial break. We've promised people, Uncle. Is that Uncle's phone number? Hello? Uncle, is that you? I've been trying to uh, reach you all week long. You there? Doc, listen, I'm not feeling real good, all right? Just tell the nurse. I'll take my tapio. It's not the doctor. It's not the doctor. It's TJ. I've been calling you all week to catch on you, catch up with you, and check on you, and you haven't answered your phone calls. It's not the doctor. You're supposed to be on with T Row this morning. Oh, T Row, what day Uncle. is it? It's, Uncle, it's Friday. It's Toby. T Row, T Row, the morning show, baby. What's That's going it. on? I, <laughs> I gotta tell you, T Row. You're right, anyway, Uncle. Hang on. I will take the tapioca pudding. I will not be down for calisthenics. And if I hear that white glove snap one more time, there's going to be a problem. They've got me here in uh, intensive care. Now, I uh, last week, Saturday night, was problematic. I did what I call sooner suffering. I decided I was going to take a rock and roll tequila shot for every point K-State scored on us. That would be 41. So that uh, I rocked that tequila and it rolled me good. Now I yeah. want to know what in the wide, wide world of sports happened last week. That defense, pathetic. They were supposed to be honoring the Selman brothers. They look more like the Marx brothers. They made uh, Adrian Martinez look like Joe Montana and that damn PA announcer. I want to tell him the same thing that Ben Stiller told Happy Gilmore's mom. You could trouble me for a warm glass of shut the hell up. (laughs) I've been unconscious since Sunday morning, but um, it's Friday. Um, Well, at least we got David Hicks on Wednesday, right? Well, uh, Teach, you want to tell him or you want me to? We did. We did um, not. I. I we did yeah. Not. I'm. I'm sorry to tell you, Uncle. Yeah. yeah Texas uh, A&M. Parker's crystal balls uh, were flattened on Wednesday, and we did not get David Hicks. Yeah, they were incorrect. Mm-hmm. Uncle. Well, I'll be a damn monkey's <laughs> uncle. Are you serious? <laughs> money, yeah, money, uh, money. Yeah, I wish money. I wasn't. Money. A&M yeah. is buying people left and right. All right. Well, that's. That's horrible. Well, good luck, Hicksy, down that with, down there at that Colton College Station with Bimbo Fisher and the Billionaire Boys Club. We don't need you. It's been a rough week. Parker told me I, it was guaranteed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a long talk with that. Take it easy on Parker, him. okay? He's had, he's had a rough one. Well, I'm sorry you've been through so much, Uncle. It's been a hard week for all of Sooner Nation. And um, are you going to be okay to watch the game tomorrow? I mean, are you feeling okay about BV's team going on the road tomorrow? I feel good. I'm uh, back. I'm conscious. They put some fluids in me and everything, so I'm fine. Uh, 
The horny toads are not an issue. The Sooners will play angry, very angry tomorrow. I know that Jimmy Dugan's playing pretty good at quarterback. They got Chad Morris back. Back him up, former OU player. But it, it's going to be a Sooner stampede down there in Fort Worth. They have rodeos all the time down there. We are going to show them what a Sooner stampede is all about. 68-3 to OU and General Booty. Kneels down in victory formation. Wow. General Booty takes the final knee on a 68-3 to win tomorrow over TCU. Gracious. Are you serious well, about David? Are you guys serious about yeah. DJ Hicks? He didn't commit to OU. Yeah, it threw us a curveball. 11th hour change of heart, and he's going to Texas A&M. He's you know Parker. What? Is Parker in studio or on location today? Because I'm checking out of here about 11 a.m. Uh, he'll be uh, he'll be in studio today. DJ, don't give his location. Uh, don't yeah, give his location, station, Uncle. No. What's the door code? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, eat your pudding and get to feeling better, okay? I'll be fine. We're going to roll tomorrow, baby. Boomer freaking sooner. There you go. Parker, you haven't seen an old, uh, angry-looking man uh, banging on the door outside, right? No, I have not. Uh, TJ locked the doors, and he did not give Uncle the door code to my knowledge. I've also locked the door to the studio, so there are at least two doors in between me and the angry old man. So... That, that's good. I think he would he would he wouldn't seriously hurt you. I think he would probably just put you in a headlock for like thirty minutes or something. That's all. Oh boy, that was that's an it. adventure. Yeah. Well, uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Let's get to a couple of those before we break and bring uh, Brandon Drum on. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions, great company and great texts come in all the time. 405-651-3439. So let's get get as many as we can uh, over the next couple minutes here if we can. This listener says, be careful, Parker. You're fixing to get your derriere whooped. I hope not. I hope not. I was, I was in the gym this morning at 5.30 a.m. So hopefully if Uncle comes at me, gets his hands on me, I can uh, at the very least have a few sparring moves of my own to break out. Uh, it didn't sound like Uncle was in very good condition, though. Like he he wasn't completely there. Yeah, not even well, know again to be to be out and not know about David Hicks by now. That's that's he he must have. Well, he said, "What did he take? Forty one rock and roll tequila shots consecutively." <laughs> that's pretty astonishing. The fact that yes, uh, he right. is still with us. How old is he now? Ninety six. I, he's uh, I we I lost track. He's he's in between ninety two and ninety six, but still going. Oh man. Uh, okay, back to the text line. Uh, <laughs> let's be honest. We've all been a boomer doomer at least once this week, whether it was Saturday night or Wednesday afternoon. LOL. Uh, There have been a lot of boomer doomers. Some have fully embraced the persona. Some have had momentary lapses. And I will will give several folks credit because there have been several folks that had meltdowns after the game on Saturday or had meltdowns after DJ Hicks' announcement on Wednesday. And they eventually came to their senses and they said, 
I apologize for saying all of those things. I was caught up in the heat of the moment. It's not indicative of my actual emotions. We're going to be okay. So uh, we're talking about like the, uh, the really long, not necessarily lifelong members, but the members who are, who've been part of the club for a long time. You can, you can move in and out of boomer doomer status. I do it too, but you know, you know, the, the people who, uh, you know, the sky is falling all the time though. And they have the underground uh, bunker with all the OU memorabilia in it and, and supplies, you know, those are the people we're talking about. This listener says, let's get Uncle Uncle to take the aggressiveness out on Jimbo. No doubt. Jimbo, I mean, you know, A&M. I, I just, I've had, I've had so many people, um, if I could read some of the texts I'm getting with the curse words in front of A&M this week. Uh, it would, uh, I don't even know if it would be, uh, allowed on cable. Okay. Here's, here's the thing, Steely, Texas A&M has a home tilt with UMass on November 19th. So if uncle's really feeling like it, he could try to go the open tryout preferred walk on route with UMass and do to Jimbo what he had planned to do with mule shoe in USC's season opener against rice. Yeah, yeah, that's an idea. I'll, if I ever talk to him again, I will suggest that to him. And by the way, again, the Sooners are playing O'Reilly tomorrow. You cannot lose. You cannot lose. I know it's Garrett Riley. He's probably a fine individual, but you still can't lose to O'Reilly. You can't. All right, we are going to take a timeout right here. I'm at Riverwind Casino, simply the best, best metro area casino, voted year after year after year after year. Love being out here at Riverwind. It's an OEC football Friday, an OEC fiber football Friday. And uh, we're going to come back, talk a little sooner recruiting, get an update, hear about the fallout from the uh, DJ Hicks Wednesday announcement. We'll do that with Brandon Drum of OU Insider coming up next here on The Ref. Brandon Drum joins us on the Riverwind Casino hotline here on this OEC Fiber Football Friday. OUinsider.com. Been recovering, uh, covering uh, recruiting uh, for a long time. Maybe recovering from what happened Wednesday somewhat because everybody was surprised. So, Brandon, how did it go down for you on Wednesday? When did you start getting weird uh, uh, signs or signals about this, and just what happened with Oklahoma and DJ Hicks? Well, I mean, I, I, 
I was down there, and it just, whenever I saw the techsags.com guy walk in, you kind of got a sense that something may be afoot, but you weren't getting that from any of the family or anything like that because they didn't know. Uh, the dad didn't know. Nobody really understood what was going on or knew what was going on up until about 15 minutes prior. And, uh, you know, his dad, I, I talked about this on the podcast we just released, it, you know, it, the dad essentially came up to me and he was like, look, I told him to grab the place he's going to go before he walks out of the office. And um, he looked in his bag and he saw it was A&M. He's like, what's the deal? And because they thought it was Oklahoma. He said, no, I'm going to go to A&M. Um, and at 2.30, you know, they were, they were essentially uh, – Sending, uh, he was FaceTiming with, with the OU staff, showing them hats and stuff he was going to use. At 310, he's calling them, telling him he's going to A&M. So between, something happened between then and now, at that point, uh, that kind of swayed everything in A&M's favor. Uh, people can have their imagination how that went down or what went down. But at the end of the day, he still chose A&M. And, and look, I think fans need to just chill on commenting towards him, DMing him, just just don't do that. That's a bad look. Like it, it's you can't change a kid's decision by doing. You can only make it worse for your school and I'll make you all look worse at the same time. And I know that's not a fan base as a whole. It's just generalized people that are doing it. Uh, I've seen it. I've had them sent to me by the dad and the kid, and it's been pretty rough. Some of the things that have been said, um, but at the same time, you 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 don't help the school out. You know, you. What if, what if, you know, A and M loses five games and the kids having second thoughts? It can make it a lot harder for them to have second thoughts about Oklahoma if you're getting all hasty over a decision two and a half months before National Signing Day. So, just temper all that. It, it's not a good look for the kid. It's not a good look for the fans. It was a weird, awkward situation all the way around, and uh, I was there to witness it in all its glory. Okay, Brandon, so now the natural question becomes, and it's a question that many have already asked, if that just happened with DJ Hicks, who's to say it doesn't happen again with five-star Oklahoma safety target Peyton Bowen, who is choosing between Oklahoma, Texas A&M, and the school to which he's currently committed, Notre Dame, down the stretch? What are your thoughts on that situation? I mean... I guess it could happen, and I, I understand the PTSD that, you know, the fan base is going to have in that situation if it comes down to it. But at, you also have to look at, you know, he, he had Sanford who's committed on his team, who's committed to A&M, talking about DJ Hicks. Uh, so if all things are equal, and obviously Peyton Bowen's girlfriend is committed to play soccer, at Oklahoma, and they've been dating for a very long time. And he's got his best friend going to Oklahoma in Jackson Arnold, the five-star quarterback, who's a teammate with him at Geyer. And potentially, at some point, you could have Ryan Yates in the Oklahoma class. If all that, all things are equal, you would like Oklahoma's chances in that situation. Uh, girlfriends notoriously win. When it comes time for decisions, girlfriends are always undefeated and have been forever undefeated. But I will say, and I said it on our podcast, if there is an L to be taken, you can probably rest assured it might be Oklahoma. <laughs> just, 
just with their looks. So uh, I don't I don't know. I one way or the other, this Oklahoma class is going to be phenomenal and arguably the best class in modern era that Oklahoma's had put together. So I don't know that you you can be overly upset if you. I mean, you can, I guess you can be upset, but you can't be overly upset. Because regardless, no matter who Oklahoma ends up landing, they still can go out in the transfer portal. They're going to have a top, you know, between four and seven class, three and seven class, no matter what. And, uh, you know, you get the portal guys, you land some top portal guys during the offseason as well, and things start to look pretty bright for Oklahoma heading into the 2023 season with a great recruiting class, with or without Peyton Bowen and DJ Hicks, honestly. What are we thinking uh, on Tassilia Kana right now? I know that, uh, you know, the Sooners, they, they would have loved to have added DJ Hicks because you've already got uh, Colton Vosick and PJ Adabare and you got Derek LeBlanc, and that's that's a great start with that trio. But now that Hicks uh, appears to be gone for good, you never know. But uh, what about Tassilia Kana? Uh, you know, I – you still hear Oklahoma kind of leads there, but I know fans are going to hate me when I say this, but the last visit he had set up is to none other than Texas A&M. So uh, with his sister going to the University of Texas, I don't know. I mean, that, 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 that's, that's going to be an interesting uh, question. Uh, he's going to be taking an official visit on October 15th. Uh, he's coming up with four-star defensive lineman Cade McDonald. Um, I'm told that there will be other people. Obviously, Derek LeBlanc will be there. I'm told there will be other people there for that official visit. So we'll see how all that plays out. I I, I think losing out on Jordan Renaud, losing out on uh, DJ Hicks, I mean, those are two tough, tough losses for Oklahoma. But at the same time, you know, like you said, that that's a great start for Oklahoma on the defensive line. If they can add to Silicon, if they can add DJ, or excuse me, uh, Caden McDonald, if they can add a, um, I'm trying to think, maybe a Johnny Bowens or somebody like that to the class, that's a phenomenal class and arguably the best defensive line class in the country. So, uh, it, you, again, you have to be happy with what's going on, and even if they don't land any of those guys, you go in with three of the best defensive linemen in the country Already in 2023, you get a couple of top transfers because Bates will be able to pull that off because of what he's done and what he's done for, obviously, the Oklahoma defensive front. Since he's shown up, they've been really good with sacks and tackles for losses. So they're improving there already. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. And and I want also to say that, look, Clemson has always been notoriously known for surprising people at come National Signing Day or the last week or two before National Signing Day, getting a kid in on the on an official visit that wasn't really somebody that a lot of people were talking about, maybe little murmurs here or there. And next thing you know, they show up and they end up flipping or clo- get close to flipping come National Signing Day. And that same staff is in Norman. So you have to like Oklahoma's odds to maybe be able to potentially do that. And you know Oklahoma's scouring, trying to find out who's, who's got a wandering eye here or there that's committed elsewhere. And uh, maybe in a few weeks or so, we start hearing some new names pop up on the defensive line. So I think everybody needs to temper it. There's two and a half months, and that's a freaking lifetime uh, in recruiting. 
Brandon, before we let you go, thoughts on this game tomorrow? How do you see it playing out, and what are the keys for Oklahoma? Yeah, you got to stop Max Duggan, right? You got to stop uh, Johnston. You got to stop the wide receiver. Um, I think that's kind of the key. Uh, I fully believe you're going to see more of a attack defensively, like you saw against Nebraska. I think you're going to see a lot of, you know, tricking them pre-snap and then post-snap. You know, different things coming at them, whether it's blitzes or coverages or what have you. Maybe they stunt the linemen, slants, all that type of stuff. Things that they're not expecting. They couldn't really do that a lot against K-State because K-State's notoriously known for being big, strong offensive linemen that can reset the offensive line. So even post-snap stuff, they're, they're able to, because of their length and their size, able to combat that. Well, TCU is more made to go against Oklahoma, and Oklahoma's more made to go against TCU. So I think in that advantage, you've got to like the players Oklahoma has over the TCU players. Uh, if they can slow down Max Duggan's legs, he's not going to beat you big time with his arm notoriously, and I say that, and he might do that this weekend to Oklahoma. Who knows? But his legs are what make him who he is. And if Oklahoma can slow that down, they're going to slow TCU down because, like you said, Parker, on the podcast, the, the running back situation is they don't have Zach Evans back there anymore. They don't have that superstar that can change the whole ball game for him. They don't have a Turpin that can, you know, break things wide open. So I like Oklahoma's chances here. This weekend, I think offensively, I expect Marvin Mims to have a big game. I expect Dylan Gabriel and Eric Gray to have a big game. So uh, I picked, I think it was 41-17 Oklahoma. I know that seems kind of crazy after last week, but I think Oklahoma rebounds and moves forward heading into the uh, Red River rivalry on October 8th. Brandon, we appreciate it, my man. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you again next Friday. All right, talk to you guys later. Brandon Drum, uh, OU Insider, 247sports.com, does a great job covering uh, recruiting. I'm here at Riverwind Casino, 2800, the best electronic gaming machines uh, out here. They've got new gaming areas because they're undergoing a renovation uh, now at the River Lounge in the Showplace Theater. That's a non-smoking gaming area and on the Sky Bridge, best service, best bars and restaurants, best promotions. There is a reason Riverwind wins all those uh, votes every year in all the uh, publications. Best metro area casino because they are simply the best. Coming right back, one more segment. We'll also give you our score for the Sooners game tomorrow coming up. Keep it here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. Okay, we're back. Mike Steely, Parker Thune, Steelman and Thune. Well, afternoon. We're getting ready to get locked in here in a few with uh, Parker and Tyler McComas. So get ready for that here at Riverwind Casino. Love Riverwind. Uh, always a great time out here. Fridays are real and spectacular because you've got the uh, River Buffet Steak Night. Any steak you're looking for with all the uh, side dishes and a great dessert bar. 
Uh, all of that for twenty nine ninety nine. It's a heck of a deal. Then a great seafood night on Saturday, a tremendous brunch on Sunday. Always a great chance to win. You know that you always have, uh, you know, great bars and great dining opportunities out here at Riverwind as well. They are simply the best. The Coupe Ale House Bar is awesome, too. Okay. Uh, man, how scary was that Tua deal last night, Parker? I mean, that oh, was, boy. you know, with the fingers and everything. And, look, I, some people, you know how people are on Twitter. They're going to jump the gun. Ah, these guys are criminals. Miami, the doctor should be, you know. I wouldn't think. That, you know, and and this was also a league-approved, Players Association-approved doctor who apparently checked Tua and said he was good to go. Now, I thought, again, when he was woozy in the game last week against Buffalo, when he came back in, people were like, eh, that's, you know. um, Teddy Bridgewater obviously came in last night, but uh, the Bengals win that football game. I did like the alternates, by the way. But, man, that was scary. And then to only have a four-day turnaround for him to come back, that, that was some scary stuff. What did you think? Oh, it was terrifying, Steely. It was yeah, terrifying. It was. And, it really was. And here's the thing. Tua has been such a fun football player to watch over the last five years or so, but he has endured so much in terms of just being physically battered. You think back to the broken hip when he was in college. Obviously, he's had a series of injuries since the Dolphins drafted him back in 2020. Uh, most recently, that concussion on Sunday. Well, if it was a concussion. And here, here's the thing. I don't want to jump to conclusions without all the evidence. It seemed like he was concussed on Sunday. The Dolphins claimed he cleared concussion protocol. Obviously, the NFL and the NFLPA are looking into that process and why and how Tua Tungvaloa was cleared for uh, re-entry into that football game. But... The point remains to have two or to take two hits like that in the span of five days. You just got to hope, man, that and, and, and it looks scary when he was lying down there on the turf with his fingers kind of positioned the way that they were, his hands kind of involuntarily held up over his face, and you could tell he was out cold. Like to me, all you can hope for at this point is that he's not affected in the long term. It's pretty yeah, obvious yeah. he's not going to be back next week. It's pretty obvious he's not going to be back anytime soon. At least he shouldn't be back anytime soon. And if the Dolphins let him come back anytime soon, they're thoroughly mismanaging the situation with their franchise quarterback. But here's the thing. You've, we've seen this so many times in the past where a guy with a very promising career suddenly has everything derailed by concussions. And I think of... There's a running back for the Detroit Lions in the early 2010s named Javid Best. I believe he played his college ball at Oregon. Very fun football player to watch. Rushed for 1,000 yards, I believe, in his rookie season with Detroit. Really exciting young player. There was one particular play where he took a hit, flew up in the air, landed on his head, neck area, and that was the end. That was a career-ending injury that he suffered. You just hope that this isn't career-ending for Tua Tungvaloa because, man, you can't help but think worst-case scenario when you see a guy lying prostrate the way that Tua was last night. Yeah, no doubt. That that was definitely a, a scary deal. We have some football tonight. You've got uh, Washington on the road at UCLA. There will be tens of fans there at the Rose Bowl for that game. 
which is 9.30 tonight. I've got Washington as my lock of the week, minus three. I think Plank got him at two and a half. But uh, so we have some football tonight uh, as well. So, all right. Want to thank our friends at the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley for sponsoring uh, hour number two. Parker, I'm going to go uh, 35-28 Oklahoma tomorrow, just barely covering. Uh, but I've got the Sooners winning the football game tomorrow. What are you What are you going to say on the score? You want to wait until. Well, uh, Mine was a little bit more lopsided than yours, uh, although very similar. Okay. I had I had forty five to twenty eight. That was the score that I wrote this morning over at OUinsider.com. That's what I'm going to stick with. Forty five twenty eight in favor of OU. I think the offense has a really really good day at the office. TCU will put up some points, but not nearly enough to go toe to toe with Dylan Gabriel in this OU offense. All right, tomorrow morning our pregame show begins at 7 a.m. right here on The Ref. We're going to get locked in with Parker and Tyler McComas coming up. Thank you to my friends out here at Riverwind Casino. I just saw a Latvian missile fly by. All right, we are out of time, out of ideas. Have a great Friday. We'll see you.